Welcome to the Behind the Region podcast from the South Bend Regional Chamber, being powered by Tech Tyler PC, offering cost-effective IT solutions to fit any budget. On this week's episode, we chat with Ann Pfefferman, the Vice President of Business Services at TCU. Ann is also this year's Woman of Influence Award winner at her annual Salute to Business Luncheon. Ann is a lifelong resident of the area and just makes the world a better place every day. Let's find out how and why. Now here are your hosts, Chamber President and CEO Jeff Ray and Director of Member Relations, Mark McGill. And welcome into the latest edition of the Behind the Region podcast, a service of the South Bend Regional Chamber. And our special guest today is somebody who absolutely lights up the room the minute she walks in. It's just somebody that that makes you feel better about this world, and you know that it's going to be a good time when uh, when Miss Ann Pfefferman walks in the room, Jeff Ray. This was a tough get. I'm pretty excited that we were able to convince her to join us today. And, and, and just to give you some context, so every year the Chamber does Salute to Business. Um, that's coming up uh, shortly. And uh, we have five award winners, and, and we honor five distinguished uh, people um, in, from the community. Uh, one of those that we'll honor this year is Ann Pfefferman. And, and so Ann is joining us. Ann is our woman of influence uh, this year. So our thought was we'd sit down today and get to know Ann a little bit better. Ann, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm still processing all of this, so. <laughs> well, as, as we both told you on the phone separately, you are you are completely uh, deserving of this. Anne is the Vice President of Business Services at TCU. Uh, queen, Diva, all those titles fit. <laughs> it's just a long business card for you. Uh, tell us a little bit before we kind of get into the uh, the Salute to Business Award. Tell us quickly about, uh, about Anne Pfefferman. Uh, so I was born and raised in South Bend, and I was very blessed to be born into a family where both um, my mother and my father were servant leaders in the community. Um, my father, um, who's been gone for many, many years, he passed away when I was 14, was one of the individuals uh, who started the Human Rights Commission and also Real Services, uh, amongst many other organizations in town. Um, my mother, in her own right, she was a, a very independent nurse, went into nursing school during World War II, hard as nails, um, and it, it was just absolutely such a blessing to be raised by those two. But I was raised to always have a commitment to the community. I will be honest, it was never on my master plan to still be in South Bend, nor was it on my master plan to have been with an organization for 35 years. And I've been with TCU for 35 years. Um, but having had a milestone birthday this year and celebrating my 35th year at TCU, it's given me pause to think, even though it wasn't on my master plan, it certainly was the way my life should have been. So I feel very blessed every day. Awesome. So, Ian, talk for a, a little bit about that. What, what, did, what did you want to do when you grew up? What, 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 was, what was the career plan? I don't, I don't know if as a, as a youngster you thought 35 years at TCU was it, but what, what, was, what did Ann want to do? When uh, so, up? actually, I was a pre-med student. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> um, I was uh, accepted to Emory University and was going to go to Emory, and my mother had MS. Um, which many people know because they remember her uh, in her wheelchair flying through the hills in Twickenham. Um, and my mother came out of remission as I was going into college, so I switched from Emory to uh, Purdue and then IU, um, and then eventually stayed in South Bend. 
Um, so I, I was married at the time I was with TCU. You and I actually go back to when I worked for the city of Mishawaka. A long time ago, yeah. A long time ago. Or I mean, just um, a few years. We're both very young. So. Very young. That was the Young Leader Award yes, I won, we, right? We, yes, okay. yes. Uh, I thought so. And um, I was planning on being at TCU for maybe five years as a stepping stone and then moving to Seattle. Uh, and here I am. I've been, again, very blessed because I've been in so many different areas of the credit union and the organization that it's not been one job for 35 years. It's been about eight or nine jobs for 35 years. So it's been a wonderful career well, for me. And I think the fact that we need to say that you started at TCU at the age of seven. I did. So I was looking stamps in the mailroom during recess. That was me. Nice. Good. And so, and your role there today is what? Business services. So we made a change about five years ago um, to actually begin to cater and serve those businesses that our members owned. And um, we grew the department basically from a, a small um, outstanding balance to pretty well a third of the assets of, of Teachers Credit Union uh, with a small team. But we've really dedicated ourselves to municipalities, nonprofits, small businesses, people who were normally considered high risk in, in the banking community um, who really needed help. And so I could not be more proud of what we do right now. So, so Ian, um, because Mark and I have a global audience that um, listen to this, <laughs> if somebody wasn't familiar with TCU, give, uh-huh. them, the, give them the high level um, what it is, where it is, that kind of stuff. So um, TCU is the largest credit union in the state of Indiana. Uh, when I started, we had less than $500 million in deposits. Today, we are just shy of $5 billion. Wow. We have over 50 branches throughout the state of Michigan and Indiana. So we have grown exponentially um, in, during my, my tenure there. And it's been wonderful to be one of those individuals who has witnessed the growth and the evolution of, of TCU. Great. So, and talk, uh, so be, principally a business-focused podcast. We're sharing lessons that people learned along the way. You've had a, a long, distinguished career. You mentioned um, many different roles there. Uh, t- talk a, b- a little bit about the keys to your success. What are some of the lessons uh, that you learned along the way at TCU that have helped you uh, be the success that you are today? So I think that, that there are two main Uh, areas that I focus on. Um, The first is knowing how to leverage your resources. So historically, I've started with small teams and then grown them um, to maybe be centralized within the state um, or to at least have outreach in all three of our states. We can't do that with a small team. So I think it's very important on any uh, team in any situation for you to understand what resources are out there and how you are able to leverage them and basically have them focus in on the same goal so that you're all rowing in the same direction. You can do so much more when you have team members, even outside of your immediate purview, who have the same vision, who are moving towards the same vision. It's absolutely wonderful. The other has to do with mentoring. I have been very, very blessed to have um, some phenomenal mentors in my life, and in turn, I now mentor others. I think mentoring is a two-way street, and that really allows for growth uh, for both the mentee and the mentor. 
It allows you to gain perspective when you might not have it in another area. And it certainly allows you to learn and grow in your position. I think you need to know where you stand organizationally, not just within your team. Once you have that vision of where you stand organizationally, you can set the tone and the vision for anyone who follows. Great. So in your, um, as you're working your career at TCU, you're a, you're a young woman in an industry um, with, um, th- th- that sometimes is more male-dominated. So, so talk a little bit about just sort of that experience, um, even advice to other um, young women as they're um, beginning their careers and asserting working through that. Talk a little, uh, the, the award is Woman of Influence. We, we believe you're a, a, obviously a woman of influence, but talk about that for, on the professional side. Um, it, I don't think anyone would, would be surprised to know that for 35 years being in an industry that was historically male-dominated, that there were times I was the only female in the room. I have also, um, at work and and outside of work, devoted a lot of time to diversity initiatives. Um, Providing people opportunity, I think, is incredibly important. Um, The world has certainly changed from when I started 35 years ago. I do think it is important to have female mentors within the workplace and female mentors within the community. Women need to, to be able to express their concerns um, and, and I am going to say that some of the conversations that my father would have had over 50 years ago with the Human Rights Commission regarding equity and, and regarding representation, unfortunately, are still discussions that we're having today. And it shouldn't be that difficult for women and minorities in business to be able to grow and have the same opportunities there. Um, I, I certainly think it's getting better. But it, by leaps and bounds, it's better than it was 35 years ago. Um, but there is still some opportunities that are not, not necessarily allowed. And I do find that having a mentor within the community and within the organization will certainly help you talk through those issues. Yep. So, so give us some um, TCU perspective, because it, it, like, so they've empowered you, they've empowered mm-hmm. other. So talk about the experience at your employer with sort of helping tackle some of those challenges. Yeah, so it's absolutely wonderful at TCU. We do a lot of peer coaching. I wouldn't know what to do without my cohort and, and without my peers. Uh, so that definitely allows someone coming in the organization a good feel of the organizational culture and what is expected. Also having someone who's been there a little while uh, longer than you to be a big brother or big sister when you come into an organization is important because there are the unknowns that you won't find in the manuals and the workarounds that that you need. That's been very important too. Um, And then empowering someone to not have any fear of voicing their concerns and of being heard. It is so vital to be within an organization where your voice is heard and when you feel confident in sharing your opinion and you feel that it is a safe environment for you to do that. And TCU has been able to provide that, which I think is key, not not only to our growth internally, but externally, because we definitely try to filter that out within the communities we serve. Chatting with Ann Pfefferman, Vice President of Business Services at TCU. 
uh, our Woman of Influence Award winner this year at Salute to Business. You know, you, you kind of just segued into my next question. You talked about how there were many years you were the only female uh, in the room. Correct. I would imagine that, that there were days that it was a fight. It was, it was really tough. You know, kind of talk about um, how you survived it. You persevered. I would imagine there were days you thought, this isn't worth it. I'm done. I mean, it, it was kind of a man's world back then. And, and here you are today. Um, how was that kind of going through that? Well, I also want to be clear that um, while I've been at TCU for 35 years and people can do math, it was not my first job. <laughs> um, and uh, as Jeff knows, yeah. um, and I, I think that it also depends um, on organizations. So um, a lot of the difficulties that I would have had uh, would have actually been outside on boards, um, in working on other projects, um, and and outside of, of TCU. Um, I grew up in a home where my father owned uh, his own business. And from a very young age, I would go out with my father, and it was a car dealership. And I would hang with the salesmen and the mechanics and Oh, the people who were detailing. I used to detail cars with Harold Brazier. He taught mm. me how to detail cars. Cool. Um, and I had a very good sense of a male-dominated workplace. So I was not daunted when, when I went in. I would definitely try to deflect with humor um, to lighten the mood. Um, and I would usually, in, instead of shrinking from a situation, basically... Um, very jokingly combat the situation so that um, men definitely knew that that wasn't appropriate. But I have to say, um, for someone my age and, and for other women in the workforce, we have a very high tolerance for what I would call shenanigans. And that is not really healthy for the young women who are coming into the workplace now. Um, but because we've had to go up against a lot of um, diversity to get where we are, um, we tend to have more of a, a palette, if you will, um, for poor behavior. That is definitely not something that we want younger women coming into the workforce to have. I think it is very important at, at this point that as women, we definitely speak our truth in terms of what we are encountering so that it's easier for the generation coming up. So, so Anne, let's um, let's shift gears a little bit. I, obviously, um, th your day job is only part of the overall story, mm -hmm. and uh, you're a a, a, pr a prominent um, face in the community, prominent volunteer, and stuff. T talk a little bit about um, some of the different organizations or causes that you've been involved with outside of the of your normal nine to five. Yeah, I and if I leave anyone out, it's definitely not because <laughs> they're not in my heart. It's simply because they're not in my head at the uh. moment. Um, currently, I'm on three boards. One is the uh, South Bend Community Schools uh, Public Education Foundation. Uh, I've been on that probably for 10 years. I'm the secretary on the board there. Love the Education Foundation. Um, we're the number one um, fundraiser for South Bend Schools. Um, I, I actually was recruited shortly after Mendel Pizer passed away. Mendel was a mentor of mine. For those of you who have not heard of Mendel Pizer, he was one of the founders for Crow. And um, Mendel is one of the individuals who started the foundation. So I attribute my work to Mendel. Uh, I'm also currently on the board of the United Way. 
and uh, I am president of Leadership South Bend Mishawaka, um, is my last year's president for that organization. I'm also past president of Temple Bethel, which is the reformed Jewish congregation in town. I have been on the board multiple times for the Jewish Federation, for the Arthritis Foundation, and it I am losing track of any committee that I might be on, sorry, at, at this point. But it's a lot. But, but I'll tell you what, being out in the community and, and a lot of what I do, I tell people it's, it's like knitting a blanket or putting a quilt together because it's, it's meeting people, understanding their needs, understanding where the gaps are, and then connecting the right people. With, with who you meet. Um, so really it's kind of like a patchwork quilt, if you will. Um, and I think that that has been really part of my success within the community is meeting people, knowing people, understanding where those gaps are and then connecting them with someone who can fill those gaps. You know, I love nonprofit. I, I work at a, a nonprofit. I love the nonprofit world. But I am all about cooperation in the nonprofit world, and I'm all about collaboration because what nonprofits can do together is significantly greater than what they can do alone. You know, the One Roof Project with United Way has been a passion of mine. I could not be happier. It's not that far from my home. Um, but that just goes to show you the impact that we can have when we work together. And uh, talk a little bit about um, maybe today's environment. So t- today's work environment is fast-paced. There's mm-hmm. less people to do all the things we do. We we end our days uh, exhausted sometimes, yet at the same time, there's a need for folks to roll up their sleeves and get involved in the organizations like you uh, have been involved in. Talk a little bit about, uh, or, or maybe uh, give some words of wisdom to our, our listeners about why they should be rolling up their sleeves and, and getting involved like you have been. Well, I, the number one thought is if, if you want to live in a great community, then you need to be ready to participate in that great community. You just can't reap the benefits of living in a great community with, without giving back. Um, so there is something to be said about um, it, when you give of yourself, what you receive is threefold. That is certainly true with, within my life, and I have found that within any nonprofit organization that, that I've worked in. Uh, the other is, as you are building your career, uh, and as you are making community contacts, having those board affiliations is extremely important. It is extremely important to understand what your community offers um, so that you know as, as it, within your career or, or outside of, of work, if someone has a need, um, you will know where to actually plug them into. Um, and that definitely helps the overall quality of life in, in South Bend. You know, I, Jeff and, uh, and Mark, you will appreciate this, but having friends come to town who have not been to town in 20 years and driving them around and showing them the tour and even having them get lost because their landmarks are, are gone, they are amazed at the livability of South Bend and this community, amazed. And to know that many of us within the community who've lived and worked and volunteered have had some hand in it and and some part of it is is just amazing um, that we're able to see people benefit from from our work. It's absolutely fabulous. That in and of itself, the feeling that you get should be enough to get you involved. I know that you said you're, you're 
struggling with coming to terms with the fact that you are the woman of influence. Oh yeah. Award winner. This is so not me. Uh, Rose Meisner. Yeah. Carmi Murphy. Yeah. Kathleen Sparks. Mm-hmm. Patricia Cressy, just some of the names yeah. of past uh, women of influence award yeah. winners, and right. your name is now on that list. Yeah, so I have goosebumps when you say that, Mark, that um, I do not think I am in that realm. These are women who I have been blessed to work with and admire greatly. Some I have known since I was a child um, and am, am now friends with with their children. I, I just don't see what I do as being in that realm. You know, I, I do what I do like many people. I do what I do because I think it's the right thing. That is how I was raised. Um, I didn't know it was called servant leadership, <laughs> um, but I don't know how to live my life any differently. And it's not like I do it for an accolade or an award. And, and that's why this just doesn't feel comfortable immediately, doesn't feel comfortable. And besides that, I, you know, usually I'm handing out awards. Yeah, I, love and, you, and, <laughs> I love that you say that. Usually you're on the other side of the I podium am, handing I out am. the awards. Well, this time you're getting one, and it's well-deserved. I don't know how to do this yet. Uh, well, thank goodness I have some time, I guess, to, to work through it. That's right. Not too much. So, so Ann, talk about, so you mentioned the servant leadership piece. You talked yeah. about your volunteer assignments. Yeah. You mentioned leadership South Mishwaka. I'm a grad, class 23, um, although I'm afraid to say that, too, because it starts to age or date me. There aren't, aren't like, class 50. Now or something like that, which means yes, actually I, fifty. We have been around fifty yeah. years. Yes, yeah. but but just mention that organization just in terms of what you're trying to do in terms of, of um, inspire servant leaders to do work here in our community. Yeah, so uh, you know we all hear brain drain and and all of that. And if you look at the history of leadership South Bend Mishawaka, and oh, if you look at those individuals within the community who who developed it, it is breathtaking. Um, but it originally was, was put together to help build a base of leaders within the community um, that would be able to take the next step. Um, and, you know, just like any other organization, we have evolved over those 50 years. I, I like to tell people um, it, when they talk about the evolution of leadership, you know, 50 years ago, I was just a small child, um, right? And I've changed. I'm not the same as I was 50 years ago. So we definitely want to ensure that everyone has the opportunity to be a leader, whether they see themselves as a leader or not. That's kind of full circle for my last discussion here. Um, and we want to ensure that they have the tools necessary um, and understand the community. There's such a huge part of our community and learning about our community and learning the gaps as to what is available um, so that that is the next generation of people who are coming up. Also, the huge thing is collaboration. And um, at any point, for those of us who've gone through leadership, we can walk in a room and immediately know a lot of people in the room because they also have gone through leadership. And it is, in many cases, one of the best kept secrets around. I remember walking into South Bend Rotary thinking, I'm probably not a good fit for Rotary. Looking around the room and knowing at least 20 people from leadership and I thought oh this could be fun and it's great being able to work with people who you know people who you have been educated with and grown with um, to do good work 
it's fun to be able to do something like that. Um, we've also expanded so that we have a youth leadership. Pat Cressy was, was speaking of a past recipient, was responsible for youth leadership. And we are now seeing individuals who have gone through youth leadership staying in the community and now going through signature leadership. So we think it definitely develops a much stronger community and definitely a more diverse community because we're providing opportunity where people might not have had that opportunity. So I just have to ask, have you seen a better class yet since that class 23? Or is that still held as the Actually, I'm very partial to class 34. Yeah, 34. um, That I, so many of my dear friends, lifelong friends now in class 34, but I would be remiss. Which shows like how much younger you must be than me because I I went through a lot. I was going to say, you keep talking about class 23. I'd back off to class 23, Ray. I think you're right. It makes me sound old, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but Randy Kelly, um, who is now at Edison Lakes Montessori, was in my class, and people quickly learned that um, Randy and I could not be seated next to each other. And so to this day, think nothing's changed today. To this yeah. day, right? People still separate us because we don't know how to sit next yeah. to each yeah. other. So in the last couple of minutes here, I, I know that, that um, your servant heart, you come naturally by it from your parents. You, you said that early on. Um, it's just what you do. I know mm-hmm. you don't do it for awards. It's no. just who you are. Right. What's the Anne Pfefferman legacy? What do you want people to not only when you leave the room, but when you th- th- that you know when they talk about Anne Pfefferman, they see you on this list of a past winner of the woman of influence. What, what do you want people to say about Anne Pfefferman? Mark, I feel like you're asking me to write my up. <laughs> well, I just, I, I, you're you so know. humble and, and, and it just, you, you are so naturally you, you just, I mean, we run in the same circles. I see you everywhere. That's why we're talking today. That's why you're on the woman of influence. But I just, I mean, although you don't usually think about it because no, it's just what you do, but, but what do you want people to think of, of, of Anne Pfeffer? I would like people to think that I was fair. In, in terms of, of how I greet people and how I deal with people. Um, again, that is really how I was raised. Um, and I know you've all heard the adage that you treat the janitor as you would the CEO, and that was truly my parents, it, it, with the exception that my father would run around and say, Ann, this is Bill, this is Don, and my mother would follow him and say, no, this is Mr. Holmes, this is Mr. Walters. <laughs> um, so, so I'm also very polite. People will also remember that I was very polite. Um, and so not only would I like people to think that I was fair, but... I, there is a part of me that still wants people to think that I'm fun because I think that's what life is all about. Not not a day or a week goes by that I don't have a moment that I just think my life is somewhat magical and not in a way that, that I have anything to do with it. I'm, I'm not a witch, but um, <laughs> but just how things come together. I think if you're fortunate in life, the universe will give you a sign somewhere along the way that you're on the right path. And I feel so blessed to, to have those signs every now and then. Maybe this is one of those signs. Um, but I would like to be viewed as someone who is, who is fair in all of her dealings. Um, and then maybe someone who is still fun. I want to thank our sponsor of the Behind the Region podcast. It's Tech Tyler PC. 
Today's cyber threats are rapidly expanding. Let Tech Tyler PC provide the tools and training your business needs so you can spend more time with your family and friends enjoying life rather than worrying about and struggling with your tech problems. From Office 365 email setup and management to complete IT, including 24-7 monitoring management, antivirus, backups, and encryption. Let Tech Tyler PC help. Call them today for a free consultation at 855 855- 213-5016-855-213-5016 or send them an email at sales at techtylerpc.com. Tech Tyler PC, managing all of your IT needs. And again, the sponsor of the Behind the Region podcast, Ann Pfefferman, Vice President of Business Services at TCU and a Woman of Influence Award winner. So good Thank to see you. you. Thank you for having me. It was me, a great gentlemen. time. Thank you. It was great. I yep. do appreciate this. Thank you very much. Well, and, and you know, this place that we live and work is a better place because of you. It just Thank is. Thank you. I agree. It, I, it really I is. appreciate that. Thank so. you so much. Well, you know, I'm supposed to clean the trash cans on Thursday. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I know. Could this be so. a get out of cleaning trash can free card, it could be. maybe? Or? It could be. <laughs> so, okay. Right. It, it definitely well, could be. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you for your friendship to both of us because uh, it, it, it means a lot. And Pfefferman, Vice President of Business Services at TCU. I am Mark McGill. That is Jeff Ray. And this is the Behind the Region podcast, a service of the South Bend Regional Chamber. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Region podcast from the South Bend Regional Chamber, being powered by Tech Tyler PC, offering cost-effective IT solutions to fit any budget. For more information on the South Bend Regional Chamber or to become a chamber member, please visit our website at sbrchamber.com.